looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And it's Friday the 13th, Lindsay, so I wanted to start out with a really scary, scary headline. Oh. Chet Hanks doubles down on anti-COVID vaccine stance. <laughs> Tom and Rita... Come get your son. He needs daycare. Someone tweeted at us yesterday. It was like, they really need to get him off the family plan now or something. Well, I agree. one of our best jokes. He's got to get kicked off the He's family plan. He's got to get kicked off the family plan. There's nothing more emblematic of like the fraught relationship that Chet has with his parents and with fame, like as being just like essentially famous for being the son of a famous person, mm-hmm. two famous people, than like... Tom and Rita being literally like the first two famous people to get COVID in a way that really like sent the message to America and the world that, oh, this is like a thing that's serious, right? Mm -hmm. And that anyone can get it, even your most beloved A-list actor, right? Mm -hmm. I remember Chet had that message where he was like, I've talked to my parents. They're okay. They're fine. Like we were having to get information about these people through one of the least reliable narrators alive. But it didn't take long for, like, his sense of contrarian, like, bratty son vibe to take over and just be like, oh, I'm anti-vax now. Mm-hmm. Ah, freedom. My freedoms. Blah, blah, blah. Well, see, what, what Chet needs is Lakeith Stanfield's publicist because the moment Lakeith put up an anti-vax sentiment on his Instagram story, it was gone you know like six phones rang and they you were like chet's okay. allowance is enough for a publicist on retainer <laughs> honey no that's going all to his apartment rita's like sweetie okay i'm giving you ten thousand dollars this month i want you to put two thousand of it towards the publicist that i recommended and it's like you think he's not just gonna go buy pop tarts yeah. and gasoline for his he car like <laughs> spent that on weed like he's taking the allotted publicist money the all the media training uh money that she she signed up him up for an immediate training class at the local community college he's skipping that no i paid my buddy who's a video director he's gonna direct my next video for sure yeah <laughs> i'm just very worried that tom is saying you know he really can't be saying stuff like that only to have rita say something like well it really wasn't tested that long the vaccine <laughs> What did you say Rita Wilson gives you very Connie Britton in the White Lotus vibes? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. our our son. We got to look out for straight our, white men these days. Our straight white son is just, <laughs> she, we got to look out for him. We got to look out for him. That was creepy. That chilled me to my bones. That's scary. The Connie Britton monologue? No, Ch- this news about Chet is like genuinely oh, twisted. Scary. Yeah. Okay, so instead of Ryan Murphy wishes stuff, he could write something. Talk so. about American Horror Stories. <laughs> Amer- American Horror Story colon Jennings. Hey guys, so um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say like, I got the vaccine. I think everybody should. I think it's really important like that we all do this just as like citizens, as Americans. We have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So like I suggest to all my followers, you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych! 
bitch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having, okay? Why we working around y'all? If y'all, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. The MTV VMAs announced their nominees for Best New Artist. I mean, they announced their nominees for, like, everything. But, like, as far as I'm concerned, I just I just scroll, scroll, scroll until I see Best New Artist. Because I'm, like, I'm always, like, you know, anxious that I'm missing people. I'm, like, who is the Best New Artist? But it turns out, like, of course, I only know. Mm, I got to say I know two, one, two. You said you didn't know who 24K Golden was. But the moment I was, like, like that's who he is that's all i know i would say like i'm confident i could confidently tell you who three out of six are so i'd say i'd say half is 50 percent is pretty good so we have 24k golden giveon the kid Leroy, olivia rodrigo polo g and sweetie okay so this was your idea i love this when you google these people when you google anyone maybe like three results down you will usually get a section if you're googling a person people, people also, also ask. ask this is my favorite way of learning about because sometimes you don't get well sometimes when you search somebody you only get their wikipedia their instagram i'm like i want the juice i want like the goss i usually will go to news and i'll look at the headlines like the news headlines about them mm-hmm. but sometimes if their name is like not special enough or if their goss is dated i you won't get what you need what you really need is what people are searching for because they know the goss and they're searching like, you know, Taylor Swift boyfriend. So we went through each of these best new artists, even the ones that we knew, and we we pulled out the people also ask. And I do feel like for each of these, it says, it doesn't say a lot, but it says something. Want to go through all of the top questions people also ask? Okay. So 24K you... Golden, people also ask, <laughs> does 24K Golden still go to USC? What? What? It's because he made headlines for saying, I'm not going to stay in college. Like, I'm going to pursue music. I'm going to drop out of okay, school. Which okay. we all know. We all know that USC is com- is a competitive school and harder to get into. So it was a big deal that he even got into USC. Wow, throwback. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Olivia Jade wishes she was asked this question. Okay, next up, people ask, is Giveon British? He's not. People do ask that, though. People ask that. Well, the thing is, he has like a very like debonair voice. So people think he's British. I guess I get it. Next we have, this is the one I would say this is the most standard people also ask that I see. Mm-hmm. The Kid Leroy. How did Kid Leroy get famous? <laughs> We've answered this before. but We answered this on our podcast. He's Australian. So through that. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have Olivia Rodrigo. This is the weirdest one I would say. Well, it's up there. Is Olivia Rodrigo Taylor Swift's daughter? Is she Lindsay? I have been wondering, but no, I haven't taken the time not. to Google. Taylor Swift would have had to have had a kid 18 years ago. And I think Taylor Swift is about 26 years old, 27 years old. How old is Taylor Swift? 30? How old is Taylor Swift? Is she she's 30? 30, 30, she's 1989. She's 30, at least 31, 32. God, wow. Ancient. She can have a kid. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I know I could Google this, but is Olivia Rodrigo Taylor Swift's daughter? Thanks, Crunch Crunch. Yeah. Okay, Polo G. This one's a little bit, I can't answer this question, but I will just ask it. People also ask, is Polo G a crip or blood? (laughs) I don't know. The answer is like, that's none of my business. (laughs) Yeah. And my favorite, Sweetie. So we have to end on Sweetie because all of her questions are good. This is a common people also ask, how much is Sweetie worth? People are constantly asking that. But the two other ones are, let's just call it what they are, iconic. Is the Sweetie Meal available? And what does the Sweetie Meal have? Did you see the Sweetie Meal? Yeah, it looks great. It's chicken nuggets, a Big Mac, and then fries and Sweetie and sour sauce and a Sprite. But Sweetie's like, you can put fries here. You can serve this on this. You can take the the meat out of the bun and put the chicken nuggets in there instead. You could pour the Sprite on the sandwich and eat a Sprite-soaked sandwich. Like you're at the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest and they have to dip the bun in water? Yeah, dip, dip. You could dip, dip. (laughs) I think the crazy thing about these McDonald's collabs is that on paper, they seem so debasing. But in execution... They are like so well photographed, so well marketed, and they are so A list. Like, I think Sweetie of all of these people, Sweetie and Olivia Rodrigo are the thems. For sure, Olivia Rodrigo is the them. I think Sweetie's still cuspy, but I think she's basically there. But like, these sorts of photographs and these sorts of endorsements just make you seem so famous. 
I mean, it's also just like McDonald's is clearly tapping into youth culture in a very specific way. Don't let them fool you. Because like if you're having like a Travis Scott meal, a Sweetie meal, you know, if BTS is doing a meal, it's like very specific. Yeah, it's like Happy Meals get you when you're young and Sweetie and BTS get you when you're a teen or Gen Z. Right. I must say, though, BTS was my fave of those three meals because it was just chicken nuggets and fries. It's also just funny because each meal is like basically what they already have slightly different but kind of the same like... You're just essentially like putting the stuff in a different order, you know? Look at the Charlie meal. I mean, the Charlie drink at Dunkin' is really okay, just a well, cold brew with some sugar and cold foam. Like, No, it's not. You are degrading oh, the Charlie no. remix. You've oh, never no. even Here ordered the Charlie Here remix. Comes the Charlie apologist. It's cold brew. It's, it's cold brew with three pumps of caramel swirl and sweet cold foam on the top. That is the Charlie remix. Oh, well, that's the Charlie. Goodness. I think the remix might be a little different. Oh, my God. I'm just saying I wouldn't have tried the sweet cold foam unless I tried the trolley remix. And let me tell you, that's sweet cold foam. Ask Patrick. It's amazing. I've heard it's amazing. I'm sure it's good. Let's talk about one quick more thing before we move on to calls. Well, while we're talking about like young up and comers, Variety had its young Hollywood issue. And I would argue that some of these people are not so young. <laughs> I have a call here. Wait, let me actually play the call because okay. it's funny. Okay. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm just on Twitter and there's like a, the magazine Variety is doing like a Power of Young Hollywood issue and there's three covers. There's Olivia Rodrigo, Little Nas X, and then Thomas Doherty. Who the fuck is Thomas Doherty? Like obviously Olivia Rodrigo and Little Nas X are thems, but who is this guy and why is he on the same level as them? Very confused. Anyway, um, crunch, crunch, love you. First of all, Little Nas X deserves any and all covers uh, he's willing to do. So fine, that mm -hmm. stays. Olivia Rodrigo, sure, but why do we have two music? But why do we have, if we only have three covers to work with, why are two music, right? Like I would, if I was curating, I would say let's get someone it's variety. It's 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 mm -hmm. uh, industry. Let's get someone. Let's get a director. Let's get a. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you go mm -hmm. for like a young director, a young a buzzy writer? Like, I don't know, whatever. And then Thomas Doherty, who is in the new Gossip Girl, and is kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Not only because he's twenty six years old, and the other two are kind of like eighteen. Uh, mm -hmm. Lil Knox is twenty two, and Olivia already goes eighteen. He's twenty six, which is not that much older, but still significantly older to the point where like. This guy had stuff he did before Gossip Girl, you know? This is not his breakthrough role, although it, I guess kind of it is if you didn't know about exactly. him before. Exactly. But... Well, what it makes me think of is that scene in Romy Michelle where Romy goes to the auditions for Singled Out and yeah. the MTV show Singled Out and the casting agent goes, looks at her age and goes, try VH1. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I see Thomas Doherty, I'm like, I know you're 26, but like... Olivia Rodrigo literally graduated from high school like yesterday. So we were when we were driving, we were driving back. My trunk light was on, so we'd like oh, pull no. the car over and like close the trunk. It's fine, but I had the like very specific. Every time I start the car after like a flop, I have the very specific Roy Michelle thing where they start their truck and it's like everybody watch out Tucson. Lose. Here yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Everybody can lose. Every time, and I tried to like explain that reference to our friends, and they both were like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's like okay, but it's that's so that's like ironed into my brain that to the point where like every time I start the car, I hear like, "Watch out, Tucson! Here we come!" Woo! Watch out, Tucson! Here we come! Thomas Doherty, definitely the weird, you know, odd man out in this triptych. I'm not buying it. I just feel like if you have three covers, this really doesn't cover it. I just think it's like, you, there's no like variety here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just, you know, we're Get all, we're Drop all dead. choosing, <laughs> sorry. We're all choosing the same people. That's why mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I love that like MTV new music, whatever. I don't know three out of the six people. Great. Love it. Like give me people I don't know here. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you mm -hmm. go down, re related, everybody's putting out their fucking buzziest young people. We have Vanity Fair's summer's buzziest talent, which they made them all do these. They all they made them all dress up like movie characters, which normally I would love. But there is something missing from this photo shoot. It looks like, I'm sorry, but like RuPaul's Drag Race's like Snatch Game has better like aesthetic and than this. It looks like a BuzzFeed video. It, <laughs> it looks, looks like, like a BuzzFeed Buzz video. Feed. And it's literally Vanity Fair. It's like, no offense but it's rough. I'm just like, uh, uh, you have to really, 
if you're going to make Patrick Schwarzenegger dress as Patrick Bateman and Addison Rae as a David Lynch character, like you got because they do this on The New York Times all the time. And it, it sometimes works where they make actors like do little, you know, they'll do like best performances and each actor will like read a poem or do a little performance and they'll put it. You know what I'm talking. You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. This is like their version of it, but it just like flops heavy also you can tell they give them like an ipad to read from but they're like reading and it's not great it's not great this is what i think happened who knows if this is the truth Uh huh. i think that each of these things was supposed to be a different video yeah uh and then they realized how weak all of the performances were <laughs> and how this was bad so they yeah. did one compilation well so f- as far as like what i can pull from this that i appreciate it's just names okay so who are the people that are included who's buzzy patrick schwarzenegger honestly I not buzzy die. not yeah, buzzy whatever i'm just uh, not gonna call him buzzy I will call Storm Reed and Cordell Broadus actually buzzy because Storm Reed was just in the Suicide Squad and Cordell is Snoop's son. Cordell is Snoop Dogg's son, right? And Storm Reed has been buzzing, buzzing kind for of quite a everything. while now. I know. Normani, yes, of course, buzzy. Addison Ray, I, I guess buzzy. King Princess, sorry, not buzzy. Sydney Sweetie, definitely buzzy. buzzy Madeline buzzy. Pesh from Riverdale, no. okay, whatever. Olivia Holt, she's past literally her time. Don't know her. Kaylee Spaney, I don't even know who she is. She's got to be buzzy. And then you have Barbara Pelvin, the Victoria's Secret model, and her boyfriend Dylan Sprouse, aka the other Sprouse. I don't know what's buzzy about that. And Charles Milton. So we have we have two Riverdale people, and I guess Dylan Sprouse doesn't count, but he kind of looks like Cole. Cole, so you know maybe he does count. And then, oh, and Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer, who I love, but is the opposite of Buzzy. That girl's been around. She's literally the, she's literally Judy Garland at this point. (laughs) She's headlining the next, she's headlining the next Jordan Peele movie. Like, uh, like, don't put her on the level with Patrick Schwarzenegger also. It's, you know, I get that Kiki is down for whatever and she loves to act, but putting Kiki Palmer in the same like list as like Sydney Sweeney is just not like accurate. It's like Kiki is beyond this like up and coming yeah. A tag that we keep giving to her, you know? I kind of get, I get the Charles Melton. I'm sick of the Sprouses. I think the Charles Melton makes sense because he's trying to distance himself from Riverdale. Like, right. what are the Sprouses doing? You're still just doing Riverdale. Like, Charles Melton's like, I need to get out of here. And well, do Dylan's not else. even in Riverdale, so it's like oh, right. not good, even good fair oops, to be like Oops, that. oops. The Storm Reed and Cordell scene is good because they're doing love and basketball. And well, they that's look cute. great. I mean, that's, that's fun. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I had to pause the, pause the podcast. See, I already blew it. I had to pause the podcast because I'm listening to the video of April Ryan um, talking about how she got served. And I think the reason why she's laughing is because Omarion was in the movie You've Got Served. So it's funny that she's getting served when he was doing a serving, not only of the paperwork, but of the dance moves. <sighs> Anyways, crunch, crunch. Grateful for Sharna. Bye. Wow. A lot of calls about this. We're truly the dumbest people. We're the worst (laughs) millennials. I don't think that she's specifically referencing that, but we should have referenced I think it. She, I think she absolutely is. I think is there's she? no question she is. Because even in the audio, she's like, she's saying it with like a little bit of like a wink. Right. Like the way she says you got served. Also, that's the movie that he's known for. Like he's barely right. even known for acting, but he is known right. for you got fucking served. Right. Uh, Anyways. I feel so stupid. It sounds like we got served. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, I had to pause the pod uh, many, many times, long time, long time. I had to pause the podcast. You were talking about Brooklyn um, pivoting to cooking. And this was like a couple episodes ago. And uh, I just had, I always call in with like personal memories of mine. But uh, he actually has been interested in cooking since he was a child. And I know this because I worked at a Michelin star restaurant and I was in the kitchen and they, they're the, you know, his parents were dining and him and his siblings came into the kitchen and started grabbing things and trying to <laughs> cook in the middle of service. And the chefs all had to, like, just let it happen. And I heard him say, I want to brulee some bananas. Just like that. Exactly. I want to brulee some bananas. And it's just, like, tattooed in my brain. I've never forgot it. And 
was when he was very young, um, many years ago. So he's always had a deep passion for the culinary arts. I thought you might want to know. So, yeah, women do belong in the Men for Music Business Conference. I want to brulee the bananas. Obsessed with this call going from like what I thought was like a a defensive Brooklyn Beckham stand call to like swerving into just a slam of like the privileged children terrorizing (laughs) a restaurant. It's like, oh, Brooklyn's been cooking for poorly for a while ever since he was a child and made made a mess (laughs) in my kitchen. I want to brulee the bananas. You make him sound like a Willy Wonka character. Right, exactly. No. I can't. The man with a funny hat. I want one. I want a golden goose. Oh I mean, if you don't think God. that's what those kids were like, are you kidding? Daddy. <laughs> I want to brulee the bananas. I Daddy, I want to cook. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. Just calling to let you know that Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Commission at Titus Andromedon is going to play Rooster Hannigan in Annie Live set to air Thursday, December 2nd at 8 p.m. Rooster Hannigan is the antagonist the musical and the brother of mrs hannigan who will be played by taraji p henson he will act opposite nicole scherzinger and harry connick jr who play grace Farrell and daddy warbucks respectively the title role has yet to be announced yes i did actually just redo the entire deadline article basically i just thought it was important that you know and also i'm excited that we got more than one announcement in a month um Bye. What have you done to us? <laughs> well, I said before I before we before we started this when I was looking at the calls, I was like, do we have to talk about every single character that's announced for this musical? And he and Bobby was like, you did this. This is you. You've done. <laughs> yes, we do. Because you started this. And now we are an Annie live adjacent podcast. I, as you know, like it, it covers like so many bases for me, you know, like. I, obviously, I, I don't even love musicals that much, but I love Annie and I have like a history with Annie from like my childhood. And also live TV is like my number five interest after like number five swimming <laughs> and like chips and chips <laughs> swimming and chips. Well, you don't know what numbers they are, but they're above that. They're above um, live TV. But you know how much I love live TV. I mean, you love yes, live TV too, but I just feel yeah, like but it's... not as much as you. you your live few, musical thing, it's real. It's few and far between that we get these kind of like television events anymore that are just truly on the edge of collapse, like exploding. Like they're the tension they hold, mm-hmm. you know? Anyways. And honestly, I have been expecting these casting announcements to sort of fall off a cliff. And they've all been pretty good like i'm not like oh yikes with all of these first of all titus famously did uh was in the little mermaid musical titus is like a singer does musicals it's not he is a theater guy yes he is a broadway guy he was in guys and dolls he was nicely nicely i was nicely nicely in eighth grade Lindsay. okay you sing the song sit down you're rocking the boat okay i believe you did I will. I need more for Annie Love, and I think it will happen. But I need more just normal actor type people. These yeah, these yeah. musical guys, they're too good. Like they know what they're doing too much. It's not as like scary or like new for them. We need like remember how Rent had like Tinashe and like Valentina from Drag Race. Like just we need singers, like yeah. we need some like absurd choices. You need Jesse J. You need Jesse J. For someone, <laughs> Jesse J. As Annie, <laughs> she could be Sandy. The the dog. The dog? Yeah. Jesse J could be the dog. He has a big role. He doesn't sing, though. She'd want to sing, I think. But they're going to cast a dog. <laughs> well, well, you don't know. I guess. Jesse J can do anything. <laughs> so do you like this? So, But this is interesting because Titus Burgess is an out gay man and Rooster is canonically straight. Straight coded, but he's flamboyant because he was played by Tim Curry. It is, it's a straight coded character because he has a girlfriend. But like, right. we don't know. But like, but Lily. Won't that add to could, the comedy? Sure, but also maybe they'll cast Lily as a guy. Maybe it'll be yeah, a boyfriend. Be nice. Like, the idea is they're like con artists, like 1920s types. And Rooster is Miss Hannigan's brother. Don't they pretend to be husband and wife at some point? 
Miss Hannigan and Rooster. Yes. And there's like a weird there is like a sexual tension that's like very like because they have a song, the three of them together. And it's like the whole song, at least in the movie, they play it as if like Miss Hannigan, like it wants her brother's attention. And he's kind of like, I'm going to get rich with my girlfriend. That's the kind of. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. See, I they actually they don't that. cosplay married. The. It, the the he and his girlfriend cosplay married because they they cosplay this the, the wrong word they per, they pretend like they are Annie's long lost parents. This is not an Annie Live podcast, which is the saddest part of the me- Annie is like very sad <laughs> at the end. I mean, it's about an orphan during the Great Depression, right? She's like, I found my parents, and it's literally two con artists who are like, Annie, we love you. We're so sorry we left you. Oh, here. and there's all that shit with the locket too, yes. where they pretend that like, the locket. Yes. And- and they're yeah, like, okay. we're your parents. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I have to like leave this this like daddy warbugs who I'm obsessed with for these like <laughs> two honestly sketchy fuckers who say that they're my parents. And the audience is like, no, but it's like traumatic. Anyways. Yeah, that's traumatic. Okay. I'm just, so I'm just saying like. Titus traumatic. Burgess though, who are them? Oh. Um, He's a who? I don't know. He's a Broadway them. I'll say that. He's a Broadway them for sure. He's a Broadway them. Let's move on to two more comments. Two more comments. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. This is Katie. Medium time, medium time. You're going to hate this. I hate this. Um, but the reason why the Tyler Cameron story is even bigger or their breakup is even a funnier problem is because he was caught cheating on her. Uh, crunch, crunch. What? Okay, I have to throw in a big allegedly here. This is not something that either of them has confirmed or has been confirmed by anyone, but the rumor is that he cheated on her. What is true is that she called it off. She is the reason. Camilla called it off. Well, the the Us Weekly official like statements are very sus. It's like, uh, Camilla broke off the relationship. It was time for her to refocus on her own very lucrative career. I mean, I've never heard of this woman, but I'm sure it's lucrative. One week after he called her her soulmate, they broke up. Things took mm-hmm. a turn. <laughs> they had followed each other on Instagram, us. and she has since unfollowed his brother, Ryan, too. And then immediately after the breakup happened, he was spotted on Dumois, like, flirting with another lady. Meanwhile, I'm just sorry. He's also promoting his dating book. Can we can we repeat why this is even hilarious? It's literally, he's, like, trying to tell you that he can tell you about being a good man, and he's out here with these cheating rumors? Do I believe that he cheated? Yes, because he looks like a dirtbag to me. But <laughs> I'm going to give Camilla some props and maybe I'm going to speculate about her being a little smarter than maybe we gave her credit for. Maybe this woman was so scorned by this guy that she decided to dump him the, the week book, of his book, book coming release? out. You know, I mean... like if it were anyone else, if these were A-lister people, we would speculate about strategy, you know? Even if that isn't true, we still have to stand Camilla for this We have timing. to stand. Yeah. She's a new fave. Camilla Kendra. Yeah. Can't wait to keep up with her in the future. I mean, she has a very lucrative career. In what? I don't know, but I just know that it's lucrative. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. I was just reading the Wikipedia page for Bang Bang, as one does. And this quote came up that really struck me. Vulture's Lindsay Weber thought the song was, quote, No Lady Marmalade, but praised it, saying it's catchy enough to make a huge splash in the music history. Thank you, Nikki. Love you. <laughs> okay. That is a misquote. It's a misquote, but it's it's 90% accurate. Oh, no, the misquoted part changes everything. Four words are misquoted, but let me tell you something. The funniest three words are no lady marmalade or the funniest three words you've ever written. In my mind, like, and I think that makes sense, is like bang, bang, much like Lady Marmalade, the the remake was the spiritual successor in terms of like the the getting the girlies together (laughs) to do, you know what I mean? Like just as like Charlie's Angels was compared to not only the original, but also not, not the original. It was compared to that because... You know, this these super group combos of pop stars are always like teetering on flop, right? And mm-hmm. but Lady Marmalade, the remake, was such a successful version of that. So I was like, it's not that, but it does make a splash. Here's the thing: <laughs> I never said makes a splash in music history. I would never ever say that. In the Wikipedia, as the caller said, it reads under critical reception. Vultures Lindsay Weber thought the song was quote no Lady Marmalade 
but praised it as saying, quote, it's catchy enough to make a huge splash in the music history. No! That's funky writing. That's I, Max Martin writing. The I actual never, line. I'm not, I'm a good writer. Read my whole blurb. July 28, 2014. Did you write your own headlines at Vulture or did other people write headlines? I, I write them. What did it say? It depends on what Hear it says. Hear that Ariana Grande, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj song, Bang Bang. Okay. Okay. Well, then I wrote that because it's there was a, there was a standard that it was like hear or watch okay. or read, you know? Active. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen while it still exists, colon, the new Ariana Grande song, Bang Bang, featuring Jesse J and Nicki Minaj, which is wrong. It's a Jesse J song featuring Ariana Grande well, and Nicki Minaj. think about this. If this is a leak, if this is a leak, I didn't know that information. Okay. <laughs> Has leaked a day before its official yes! release. <laughs> Jesse J belts, Ariana attempts to enunciate, and Nikki raps about doing karaoke. It's no Lady Marmalade, but it's catchy enough to make a splash. Period. 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 There's no mention of music history here. <laughs> what if I was like, this song will go down in history books as the best song ever? First of all, the idea, this was on Vulture. Think about how early Vulture this had to be for me to write about a leak. They would never write about leaks. They would never. And this was when I was doing those little like news blips, like just kind Mm -hmm. of like what recommendate culture stuff. But write as many news blips as you can a day. Yeah, exactly. And the idea that you would even write, oh, listen to this before it's gone. Never. Anyways. Can somebody go in the Wikipedia, not you, a hooligan and change, correct my quote, please. It's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Please go. One of you has access to Wikipedia and can go change my quote. Please go fix it. Thank you. Whoever hears this first, go do it. Okay, let's move on to questions. Period. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there's... I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just photo be a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, should, you could do it. But you should do it. You be a little bit careful. But <laughs> aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. (laughs) What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. 
I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, this is related to nothing, <laughs> but I just wanted to know what happened to Kate Upton. Remember when we all had to care about her? Uh, good form. Bye-bye. This caller just said, whatever happened to Kate Upton? But, you, but the caller is right that Kate Upton was like, she she had headlines galore. And she was trying to be an actress. Like, she really, like, was trying to pivot from model to actress. She married that uh, baseball Justin player. Justin Verlander. They yeah. were like a it couple, very Carrie Underwood and her husband. Like, that was kind of the vibe that I got. Like, They're still the, together, too. Right. I just was like, she really was the moment for a moment. <laughs> Well, I was just thinking about her, and that's kind of why I wanted to play this call, because I had the exact same thought maybe 72 hours ago. And I guess I scrolled past her name somewhere, and I was like, huh, that's the first time I've thought about Kate Upton in years. And I think the last time I thought about Kate Upton was when that terrible movie that she released came out. The other woman. No, the one after that. Oh, the one with Nicki Minaj in it, where Nicki Minaj is like filming with no one, clearly. (laughs) The layover, the one that she was in with Alexander Daddario. That was the last time that she acted at anything. And I think the answer to the question is quite easy. She had a kid. It was very overwhelming. The acting career didn't work out. She got stressed out by all the attention because she's done interviews about like how that constant stream of attention. And I think especially because, yes, she's a model, but it was all about her body. So it was very rude to her body. And I think I mean this solely from like her tits were like a media staple for like Mm -hmm. a long time. And I don't... You know, it wasn't, it was like headline after headline about Kate Upton's boobs, essentially. It was like mm-hmm. really intense for a while. But so also I don't, she I was don't part of that, that hack. She was part of the celebrity hack. Totally. So her nudes came out. I think, I think she had a very traumatizing late rise, you know? Right. And then when she had a kid, she was like, bye-bye. So she was interviewed on The Skim. The skim mm-hmm. the from skim the podcast. couch. Skimmed yeah. from the couch. Uh, she said she felt incredible at first, but she couldn't help feeling uncomfortable at times with the newfound widespread attention on her body. Quote, it was not great. A lot of the attention was negative, and even the positive stuff was really creepy. Right, because even when people were like, Kate Upton's like an amazing rack, it's like still weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like, please quit talking about my body to yeah. me. It's like when people, and also it's like, the, uh, like why do you put this, like I know these conversations are happening, because it's my job. But like, why do you have to put them in my feed? Why do you have to at me? Why do you have to be in my comments? Like, it's kind of creepy. Anyway. Oh, you mean she, like that's her from her speaking? Yeah. Or from her, from, that yeah. I was I was speaking for Kate Upton as I Oh, you meant it's my do. job. Not yeah. it's your job because yeah. it also yeah, is yeah. your job. But yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So she had a kid and, and she's focused on family and just never kind of came back. But she did. You saw she did write an Instagram that was like, I'll be back. I'm doing projects. She's going to come back. Yeah. But we don't know what projects these are. These could be like, I'm releasing a lotion or whatever, you know? But if you look, I think a lot of celebrities do this. A lot of celebrities who have children do this, where they kind of disappear for five years. And then five five. years later, when their kid is five, they're like, I'm going to go back to work. Yeah. Very Eva Mendez. Very Eva Very Eva Mendez. Yeah, because... But then you have to talk about your break and why and all that for at least the first year after you come back. It's so You miserable. have to plant the seeds. Like Eva yeah. Mendes has been planting the seeds of her comeback for like 12 months. not even planting the seeds before. It's more it, now that she's quote unquote back, she has to talk about the time she was gone for as the first <laughs> yeah. conversation before she even yeah. gets to talk about what she's doing. It's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a lose-lose, unfortunately. I did Google her husband and I was like, what's he up to? And the f- people also ask, what happened to Justin Verlander, 2021? Verlander is a free agent after the 2021 season and will be interesting to see how the market receives him. On one hand, he will be a 39-year-old opening day 2020, 2020 
2022, coming off major elbow surgery and not having pitched on a regular basis since the 2019 season. Then the mm-hmm. sentence ends. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. He's still playing professionally, maybe, but as a free agent. If you have not seen Nicki Minaj and the other woman, which represents <laughs> such a unique point in Nicki Minaj's career, because she, again, you can't forget Nicki loves to act. That's maybe you, her original passion. If you haven't seen, I mean, Kate Upton's in it too, but if you haven't seen Nicki Minaj and the other woman, you must you must look it up. Just find it on YouTube. She has a scene with Cameron Diaz that somewhat that went viral recently because someone was like, the way that it's so clear, she was never in the same room with Cameron like Diaz. Like Cameron and it's Nicki have so never met. Exactly. Funny. It's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah. But anyway, the other woman also, I will end on this note. Even though the other woman is a bit of a disaster, like as a Sod movie. Saw in theaters. Saw in theaters. Saw in theaters with you. <laughs> it made $200 million. Yeah, it was a big movie. It was a big movie. It was a humongous it was a big movie. movie. Made it was $200 million. Okay, next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, first time. Who is Drea Michelle? And does she run a sweatshop? Crunch, crunch. The caller once is saying, who is Drea Michelle and does she run a sweatshop? We'll get there in a second with the sweatshop thing. When this call came in, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I hadn't heard about this. I hadn't either. The funny thing is, though, when I was just referencing, like, when you Google somebody and you really have to dig for, like, what the gossip is about them or, like, what if there's any, Drea Michelle's the opposite. If you Google Drea Michelle, everything she's ever done, and it's so many things comes up immediately. So it's like you have mentions of uh, Chris Brown, bikinis, bikini line, sweatshop. Like you have like, it's almost overwhelming and you almost have to like put, like get yourself together to like open every link and then try and put it in order as to what this woman has done. Like that makes her notable, you know, talked about. And the answer is a lot. Right. So she first got famousy or like in the spotlight when she dated Chris Brown briefly. Okay? Yes, she dated briefly. Chris Brown. That got her attention. Then she was cast on Basketball Wives. And what's so strange about her tenure on Basketball Wives, and she was on Basketball Wives for a really long time. She was a big Basketball Wives VIP, a.k.a. like she people a... love her and like miss her Well, they the love show. to hate her. Right. They love That's to what hate I'm her. saying. She was a She's great a great villain. character. Yeah. She got kicked off, basically, or who knows how people actually leave these shows if they were kicked off or if they get overwhelmed. But she was so mean to people. Like, she made fun of someone's cancer diagnosis at one point. Like, she was too good at the show that she was so mean that they kicked her off in that way. And everyone ganged up on her when they found this story, which we'll get into in a second. I guess we can just talk talk about now where, like, when she was younger, she allegedly got arrested in Pennsylvania for, like, leaving her kid alone while she was working. What? And so someone on the show, like, found the police report, and she and they ganged up on her, and they were like, you're a terrible mom for doing this. And she's like, that police report is a lie. That never happened. But apparently that police report was not a lie, and it actually did happen. But that was sort of the beginning of the end of her being on Basketball Wives. But the weirdest thing about it, she never dated a basketball player. Yeah, that's why I think it's so funny. In Drea's first episode, she's introduced by one of the main cast members as like, oh, this is my friend Drea. I met her in an acting class. Like, what? But then she dated a football player. Yeah, she dated some football players. But like the connection to basketball was tenuous. Um. Okay, what happened recently? Why are people saying that she owns a sweatshop? She has a bathing suit brand called Mint Swim. And what's funny is, you know how we always love... You know, Emily Ratajkowski's in a Murata bathing suits because they cover like, you know, one nipple and like part of your vagina. Her bathing suits are even more iconic in the fact that they cover like only the things that legally have to be covered in only a public Only the things space. that Instagram would get you for, <laughs> right? Only the things that Instagram They're would be incredible bathing suits. I mean, this one, I don't even know how to describe it. It somehow gives you like bottom boob cleavage while also giving you top and middle boob cleavage, like AKA like the babies. It only it gives you under like, boob, side boob, and just normal yeah, cleavage. It's incredible. It honestly, it's like honestly a feat of engineering. And the, the bathing suit itself is only a triangle that covers like your nipples and like areolas as you know what I mean? Like that's the only, and then the bottom, the bottoms have a little peekaboo, uh, <laughs> a little peekaboo for your navel. I mean, you know, I mean, it honestly just looks, it's just, inc- everyone's, everything is hanging on by a thread here. Any fold of skin that could feasibly get a wedgie is getting a wedgie with this bathing suit, okay? So she posts on her Instagram, everyone's in Europe and I'm he- just here CEOing. Okay, nobody asked, first of all. And there's a picture 
of, I assume, where they make her bathing suits. A factory with worrying conditions. Right. So, like, this is, if you're not familiar with this is, like, where your clothing is made, you should get familiar because... Fast fashion is ruining the planet and ruins lives. Right. I think people see this and say they're shocked, but this is how a lot of clothing is made is ma- in, in places like this. A lot of clothing is made. It doesn't look great. This is why fast fashion is controversial. Right. Right. So, But I'm just saying people were like, oh, it's a sweatshop. I'm like, it, uh, we don't know how much they pay the people here. But also, like, this is exactly what everything looks like, too. So, like, if you're worried about this, like, stay worried, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. This should be alarming to you. But the other thing about Drea is that she's known for being, like, not the brightest bulb in the box. And so it's just, like, the fact that she would post this photo. No one even was, like, accusing her or even saying anything. And she was like, here's my shitty-looking working conditions yes. that I, you know, make my bathing suits under. Here, Want to feel want to feel bad? Like, here's how these bathing suits are made, right? Like, Right. Anyone <laughs> with, like, a shred of, like, empathy would look at this photo and be like, God, I really hope I'm paying these women well. Or I'm not going to post this unless I can back up that these people are being treated well. Because from the photo, it looks like they're not. But also posting this with the intention of implying you're, like, some sort of boss bitch CEO. It's like, post a conference room. Post a, post a profits list. Put on a bikini that has like a like a suit, maybe a boss baby bikini type thing. Like, <laughs> Lindsay, the answer is literally post what every other famous person posts when they say they're working. Well, it's like you know, no, like, it's like you don't see fucking like Rihanna out here being like, I'm a CEO, and it's like where Fenty is being sewed. No. Anyway, so people immediately get mad at her and they're like, well, they're just they're mad at her, but they're also just like, what the this dumbass? Yeah. Okay, here's the last time she had drama. How about this? The last time Drea had drama was after Megan Thee Stallion got shot by Tory Lanez. She went on a podcast and said this. I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that, you know, drove (laughs) them down this snapped esque mm. type of road and mm. i'm here for it i like that i want you to like me so much you shoot me in the foot too like but as long <laughs> what just very offensive stuff about domestic violence that's truly like the pits drea is a reality star like she really doesn't deserve meg's attention especially not in this moment but even megan went on twitter and said dumb bitch that shit ain't fucking funny right who the fuck's joking about getting shot yeah but what happened the fallout from this was this is also very alleged she was a celebrity spokesperson for Fenty, Rihanna's yeah. brand. Yeah. And allegedly, again, Rihanna's too savvy at business to kind of get explicitly involved in messiness, especially at this stage in her career, but she can still sort of do things and know they will get attention. So the right. alleged behavior was that she dropped Drea as a celebrity endorser, as a right. celebrity ambassador, because right. she was like, this sucks. And then she sent Megan a care package. Okay. Right. Right. Um, But anyway, Drea had to apologize. And she said, I truly don't glorify domestic violence. I was trying to say just love me deeply. But while trying to be funny, I offended many, including Meg. And I'm sorry. Okay. But anyway, meanwhile, there's literally full on stories that are like, here are the dumbest things Drea has ever done. Well, I'm cracking up because she tweeted, I'm trying to watch Uncut Gems. And is it me or is the back round two words pat back round music too loud i can barely hear what they saying then she followed up with also is it back round or background <laughs> question 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 at least she's at least she's not sure it's i mean it's great this slug no, bossup.com slash one nine two five two five one slash drea michelle dumbest moments yeah well i think she you know is this their um lead we love looking at drea she's super pretty with one of the baddest yes, bodies on the yes. gram it's just when she opens her mouth and says things really really dumb things that we frown up exit her in- instagram page and watch the internet roast her until the next shiny object comes along online oh my and it's like one of those things where it's like she probably also feeds off of the attention from yes. people saying that she's dumb because at least it's attention. She is the classic influencer case where it's truly all press is good press. Like, yeah. she's still clearly making money doing her Instagram modeling and her, like, she does the Christine Quinn, I pay for pop shots. Like, it's very obvious. Like, she and Christine Quinn have actually, have a lot in common, actually. Also, Drea, because she's a reality star, where did she get a job? At Zeus. Yeah, she okay? got that Zeus. She got that Zeus paycheck, which I'm not sure is very big, but it is. At Jocelyn Hernandez's like very own Zeus, like Jocelyn Queen of Zeus. Yeah. Let Drea in, okay? But Drea dropped a trailer for a show last year that never came out. I'll play wow. a clip of the trailer here. I've been thinking. How would I tell the people I'm back? Would I say 
I'm back. Nah, that's too casual. Would I say, I'm back, bitches? Nah, that's already been done. I'm back. That's kind of scary. I mean, I'm back. But you know I never left, right? She's back like she never left. Doses of Drea, coming soon only on Zeus. It Doses never came of Drea. out? It Doses never came of Drea. out? There's a trailer. She even teased it on her Instagram where she was like, well, guys, the cat is out of the bag. Wow. After being off TV as myself for the last few years, I started to miss it. COVID has been eye-opening, and I decided now was the time to show off a few things. It's called Doses of Drea and is executive produced by me. What can you expect? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this show never happened. No one knows where it is. I will end with this. This YouTube comment on the YouTube trailer. Cracking up. Beautifully Flawed wrote 10 months ago. Again, this mo this show is not out. Man, Zeus gives anybody a show like, quote, The Secret Life of a Cardboard Box coming soon. <laughs> they hear so much. That's so mean. The Secret Life of a Cardboard Box. I'd watch. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, long time, short time. Uh, Jeopardy hosts announcement. What is happening? Um, I guess Jeopardy, obvious to them, but these new hosts, um, Mike Richards, uh, who obviously in Miami Alex, I don't know them, maybe. Anyway, Miami Alex announcement on Instagram, made from bed. It's like one o'clock, so it was like 11 a.m., I guess, in, uh, Eastern time or, uh, Pacific time, whatever. You cannot make this announcement from bed. It's ridiculous. I'm shook. Um, women don't belong balloons, but maybe Mayim Bialik does a crunch crunch fight. This like Jeopardy hosting thing has taken up so much more of the um, news cycle than I could ever imagine. I don't know how you mm -hmm. feel. Like I just feel I like feel it's, the same way. It's been like such a loud conversation. And I'm like, we all still watch Jeopardy. I guess I know that people watch Jeopardy regularly, but like the idea that like people are so concerned about the host of Jeopardy to me, it's like they're gonna they would watch again if a cardboard box hosted. You know, I don't think. To me, Jeopardy is, oh, the game. I'm playing along. I'm enjoying the game. The host is like, I mean, Alistair Beck is re was really special, but it's still like more about the game. Right. Isn't it about the people winning, playing along, like the dream of wanting to be on it? I'm not dismissing Jeopardy. Like I could see myself watching Jeopardy every day. Would I give a shit about who hosted it? Not at all. All. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's like it doesn't matter. Oh, are you but competent? I, that's great. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's all about the questions and the writing and the contestants and whatever. Like that's what I think is, you know. Meanwhile, yes, did I love the circus of like auditioning people on the show? It's fun. Like you heard about who was hosting and whether they did a good job or whatever. But now that when they released, they, now that they've released who they've hired, who is this guy who's the executive produ producer of the show? So like kind of, kind of a little bit of a when they fake put out the application, but they really just hire someone internally. And exactly. Mayan Bjelnik, which is interesting because Alex, before he died, said that he... What did you call her? <laughs> What's her... Mayan Bjelnik? Bjelnik? There's no N. <laughs> oh, Bial... it's Bjelnik. I'm sorry. I don't... It's hard. Uh, anyways, before he died, he said he wanted a woman. To... He... he was like, I think a woman should like be the host of Jeopardy! Or whatever. So it was like people were a little bit annoyed at the first guy because it was like, oh, this is random guy when you have like LeVar Burton trying out and like... Ken Jennings that people love trying out and all these other people trying out. Oh, instead of this beloved cultural icon who is good at this and literally hosts for a living. And has actually said, I'm interested in doing this and really would love to do it. Right. Let's just replace him with the most generic white man possible who was already working for the show and already had a job. So it's like he would have been the executive producer right. still. So, I mean, but apparently I will say I did read some reviews of the different people. Apparently he's good at it. So it's not like... A lot of people are kind of mad, but they maybe haven't even seen him host it yet. And they or see, they haven't watched. Right. Right. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are good at it. The point is they were in a position to like do something that actually in initiated change and they didn't. And I think people were disappointed. Well, now we have this guy and Mayim. Mayim Big Bang. Mayim. She's like her whole thing is bang, like, bang. I'm, sm <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> but don't you think like, I don't know, maybe Jeopardy fans will be like, no, we love we we. We're obsessed with the host. It's important to us. But I'm like, I don't know if I think that in terms of people who watch it, if this ma if this matters so much. But what was so weird is that they revealed Mike first. And then days later, after I think the backlash, 
They were like, Mayim is hosting the primetime version and the spinoffs, and Mike is hosting the daily syndicated show. So he has the main number one gig. Mayim's hosting sure, these sure, other sure, things, sure, which sure, is sure. like, sure. I mean, to me, uh, this is not something that they would ever reveal. So this is unconfirmable. But like, to me, this reads like, and I think a lot of people were speculating that this was their quick response fix. to the backlash. This yeah. was their quick fix. Exactly. Maybe. But it's a shitty and, fix. And exciting news. Our friend Steve Spillman is on Jeopardy tonight, aka like Friday night. Last night, no, it's Thursday night. Oh, it'd be cool. like Good it's like Steve. tonight in our time, and you when you hear this, it'll be yesterday. So, I like, have not seen Steve since he moved to LA. But I'm just saying, you know him. That's so exciting, Steve That's Spillman really cool. on Jeopardy. If you watched it last night, you saw my friend Steve. Go, Steve. I hope he wants some money. That's really cool. I do love when people promote that they're going to be in Jeopardy and they're like, hope I win. It's like they know what happened, but it's like, hope I win. <laughs> like you have to just like be like, hope it, hope it goes well. God, Anyways. I had a friend who was on Cash Cab and sick. couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. And like made $10,000 on Cash Cab. That's And like sick. couldn't say anything about it for months. I have another like, friend who was on Jeopardy and, and won a ton of money. Our friend John. Oh, yeah. Dan was on Jeopardy. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying it's so – It's the thing is like Jeopardy is still – cool and exciting i think yeah like, no yeah, matter yeah. who those is it's still it's still a show that people really love and are comforted by and watch and think and think is great so it's like who cares it's just like it is such an indignity though to like have honestly lavar burton but even fucking if it's gonna be two people lavar burton and aaron Rodgers, and to go with some dude named mike and maya <laughs> bialik who is bialik. the biggest bialik the biggest no, I don't know. I'm just repeating you. Yeah, who is like almost sort of who has gotten in trouble with her opinions on vaccinations. Like this is not oh, right. some squeaky clean Hollywood person either. She's already so rich. Like, ugh. yes, she's Kaylee Cuoco rich. Although, if you told me Kaylee Cuoco and Lavar Burton were hosting Jeopardy together, I would have no complaints. Oh, I'd watch every day. She's got Cuoco money. And not a lot of people have Cuoco money. Only Cuoco and other people from that cast and also like a few other people. <laughs> like the friends, they have Cuoco money. It is so fucking rude to give this job to someone with Cuoco money. <laughs> yeah. We need to spread the money around. It's it's You should not be giving Cuoco people, Cuoco money people more money. And she's a neuroscientist. She can go work in a lab. Go work in a lab. She's never going to work Alzheimer's, in a lab. Cure Alzheimer's, Mayim. Okay. Go work in a lab, Mayim. Okay. <laughs> Cure MS. Cure Alzheimer's. Well, maybe she's giving some of this Cuoco money towards that because she can't go work in a lab anymore. Okay. She better be. Okay. Let's let's um let's answer some who's and them's before we before we sign off. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I am calling you from my office where I'm the only one here back after summer vacation that I spent with my toddler niece and nephew. This is all relevant as I sit here and stare at a boss up headline. And now I'm wondering does Sandra Peppa Denton of Salt and Peppa know who Peppa Pig is? And does Peppa Pig know who Peppa of Salt and Peppa is? I can't do any work because I wrote this on a post-it note and can't stop staring at it. So please help me. Crunch, crunch. I have an answer to this, and I think your answer will match mine. Uh-huh. Does Peppa Pig know who Peppa of salt and Peppa is, a.k.a. what's-her-name Sandra? Uh-huh. Sandra Denton. <laughs> what's-her-name Sandra? The, right? Okay. Okay. Does Peppa Pig know who Peppa is, and does Peppa know who Peppa Pig is? My uh-huh. answer is, here we go, here we go, here we go, yes to both questions, and here's why. Why does Peppa the Pig know who salt and Peppa is? Peppa the Pig knows who Salt and Peppa is because Peppa the Pig is a music icon. Okay? Oh, right. Of course, Peppa, knows Peppa music. the Pig is Peppa a music, music icon. Peppa the Pig is a music icon. Right. You know your industry. Peppa the Pig puts in the work. And Peppa of Salt and Peppa, a.k.a. Sandra Denton, knows Peppa the Pig because Sandra has, excuse me, Peppa has two kids right. who definitely would have been watching TV in the time of Peppa the Pig because they're like early 20s. Old, young 30s i think like she Whoa. has kids of that is age. peppa the pig that old no peppa the pig came out in 2004 when oh. sandra's kid was probably three yeah you know like yeah she's heard of this also peppa the pig is just a very famous cartoon character like dude i think we need a collab don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well this is spell hell makes me want to shoot 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 <laughs> 
you're saying, I think the most important thing you're saying here is that Peppa the Pig knows who Peppa from Salt and Peppa is because <laughs> Peppa the Pig is a music icon. Yes, Lindsay, that is the most important thing that I'm saying. Maybe the most important thing I've ever said. Yeah, I think so. All right. Okay, do you agree? Is that yeah. convincing? I agree, I agree. Okay. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Someone mentioned Elizabeth Town recently on a call and I'm watching. She's not doing much, seems like now, but like, was she ever then? Seems like she could have been. Now she's definitely a who, but was she then? I have questions. I love Kirsten Dunst near and dear to my heart. She was absolutely a them, but she's a who now. Well, that's what's so hard is like, I feel like this is where my brain breaks and yours do too, because we have the same exact like steadfast like cultural Big important person references so it's like oh Kirsten Dunst like of course that'll be, she'll be a them to me for like ever like she was in some of my favorite movies of all time and I will always think of her and think of them and see her as a big star but actually contextually mm-hmm. now she really is kind of a who yeah and then she keeps getting these like buzzy roles that don't go anywhere you know Right, like the MLM show, which was actually not so bad, but didn't really click. It was also on Showtime. Mm-hmm. It didn't really like kick her off. Fargo season. Like, didn't give her an Emmy. You know, like got her a husband. These, got her got a her baby. Husband. It got her a husband. No, but I think she's. Sorry. It's very Kate Upton. Like she disappeared. Like she, I think, having been a child star, I think like sunk into normal life and was like, yeah, like I'm fine. I don't need this fame. For a while, she was like the opinion of like a fashion girl. She was like a Rodarte muse essentially. And like her aesthetic was like popular. And now her aesthetic is less popular because it's just we culture has moved on. Yes. And she's not the epitome of like what we, you know, what a fashion brand would like go to sell clothes with necessarily. Yeah. Some do. Some certainly do. But she's, you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And she's not quite ch- internet chum level Julia Stiles. Like, why was this actor kicked out of Hollywood? Like, but she's but... also not internet chum level in terms of like Natalie Portman and Garden State where you have these like these characters mm-hmm. that are kind of like the aesthetic is so kind of iconic that even a younger generation like knows about it even though the movie wasn't even that good or they haven't even seen it you know mm-hmm. she she really her I'm thinking about like roles of hers and I'm like which are the ones that like stand the test of time even though to me again iconic Marie Antoinette which Camila right. Cabello has no interest in <laughs> Marie Antoinette actually would be the one that's that's like the big dress with the sneak with the cons like that picture of her yeah that's to me seems very like it could be a could be a in, it could be in the photo dump, you know? She's, I mean, j- millennial. She's very important to me. She's extremely important to me, but I'm still going to call <laughs> Kirsten, her Kirsten, you're so new. important to me. <laughs> Two of my favorite photos of all time have to do with Jake Gyllenhaal's exes. Oh, when the he's one eating her, her salad. He's eating salad. She's eating salad. They're eating salad and she's like eating salad and he looks miserable and she's just eating salad. <laughs> and the other photo where Reese Witherspoon looks quite drunk and yelling at a photographer while Jake is like in the passenger seat telling her to calm down. Like, I love those photos. Jake really has been a, he really is a massive part of culture. A stinky part of culture. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. In July 2019, Kiss ordered a all crust pizza. Hate to report. Is Kiss a who or a them? I would think in the 90s, like 2000s, early 2000s, I don't even know. What year is it today? I don't know. It would have been a them, but I think they're a current who. Uh, crunch, crunch. Uh, the inside. Jadakiss also on the new Kanye album that's like not out yet. Or like, it, like is out. Like oh, is right, not out. Because you said it had a million features. Yeah. Um, I think Jadakiss made a big enough of an impact that he, it, well, let's just do it. One, two, three. Them. them. I do think that Jadakiss is them. But the real question is, is his pizza order a who or a them? All is crust. his iconic crust-only crust. pizza order a who crust or a them? Crust-only is so funny. Well, it was, you know, the place he posted its cuts and slices, which is like this really mm-hmm. great pizza place. And Jadakiss's order is only crust. With Did you notice they had the like spicy pickles in the, in the middle, middle or whatever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or spicy pepper. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was funny at the time. But how about this? Jadakiss's pizza order, who are them? One, two, three. Three. Who? For sure. It's a who. For sure. But it's iconic. For sure. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Medium time, medium time. Um, I just got done with brunch, and I had an Arnold Palmer. And I'm curious, is Arnold Palmer the person or the drink? Which one's... 
Is, it feels like Arnold Palmer, the drink, is definitely a them, but is Arnold Palmer the person a who? Uh, crunch, crunch, tempting for lesbian. Arnold Palmer, he's saying the drink is a them, but who? which one is them here? So the drink, one, two, three, them. them yeah, for totally. sure. For sure. The athlete, one, two, three, who? Them. No, I think he's a them. He's like one of the most famous golfers who's not Tiger. I know, but he's too old at this point. Okay, I but I still I think, think that he's very his... famous to me. I no, I think he is in general. Anyways, I think that the drink is more is more famous than the man at this point. Uh, no, I think the drink is absolutely themier, and I think it overtook him to the point that like we're forgetting what the drink is based on. No, you think people forget what the drink is based on? I think for sure. I think uh, I think most people who well, order an Arnold Palmer. Order an Arnold Palmer just knowing that it's lemonade and iced tea without knowing wow. why or who it's named after. Wow. He's dead. Wow. He's been dead for like five years, too. Mm. Great to disagree, we disagree, I guess. We can, we can, we can disagree. Right, we can disagree. All right. all right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. We may play your call in a future episode. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes and all sorts of other content special things thank you to katie and eric of the who's for providing our read a theme song on tuesdays and have a good weekend we'll see you later have a good weekend see you later bye hey hey i want to do like some bananas so i saw on twitter that um christine quinn had compared andrew cuomo's resignation to lord of the rings and i just assumed it was um, Christine Quinn of these boots are made for Uber. And I was like, Christine Quinn has never known anything about politics in her entire life. She doesn't even know who Andrew Cuomo is. How the fuck is this happening? Um, it turns out there's a Cuomo aide named Christine Quinn, too. Crunch, crunch. I just want to say that I keep forgetting there's a politician named Christine Quinn. And so every time I see this woman talking about Andrew Cuomo's resignation, I keep thinking it's Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset and wondering how they know each other. Um, but I hope that Christine Quinn does actually know Andrew Cuomo. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, first time, long time. Um, had to pause the pod and call about the Louis Tussauds Wax Museums. He was the great-grandson of Marie Tussauds, um, but left when there was some, I think, family disagreement, family argument back in the, like, late 1800s. Um, so the reason why his wax museums or wax figurines look janky as hell is because they're unofficial and they're not, you know, Madame Tussauds approved. So they're currently owned by the Ripley's Entertainment um, Company. So, you know, Ripley's, believe it or not. So they're a little janky for a reason. And I just wanted to call and let you know. Me and Grease. Bye. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. It's Courtney. I'm just calling to let you know that Allie Love is still posting about her wedding, and I'm pretty sure that she went private two weeks ago. The timeline is so confusing. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, medium time, medium time. I had to pause the pod because when you were talking about doctors ending up in small towns, you absolutely forgot the most important series in which a doctor ends up in a small town, which is Everwood. Um, I will not stand for this ever would erasure. All right, crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. I'm a couple episodes behind, but you're just talking about the uh, doctor ends up in a small town trope, and I have to say the original is Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Crunch, crunch. I don't know if there's that much to say about this necessarily, but Pop Crave is reporting that Beanie Feldstein is going to star in the Broadway revival of Funny Girl, and I just know that Leah Michelle just broke, like, an entire glass like cabinet of fine china um crunch crunch hi um realized that andrew Reynolds and adam divine are not the same person i also don't know if i pronounced either of their last names right but okay bye